Hello, hello. I'm Julia, and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamer, and welcome back to the Dream Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you are feeling good right now. You're listening to a podcast, maybe you're out and about, I hope you're feeling good because that alone is so powerful. Really, it is, and I know I say it all the time, but that, that feeling good, that is the foundation to manifesting what you want, feeling good. That is it. I had a call today for my group coaching program, Dream Your Purpose, and one of the ladies who I just, I, I, I love and I see so much potential in, like I just know she's going to manifest everything that she desires, but she sort of admittedly is putting so much friggin' pressure on herself and she feels like she needs to just push and, and control and um, this kind of stress around everything that she wants to create and and again that she kind of needs to control how it's going to happen and she also said in the call that she feels this insane time pressure like she has so much that she wants to do but that she has to get it all done now and all of this pressure this needing to control it stresses her out and You know, I'm sure that you can imagine what that feels like. I'm sure you've been there. I know that I've been there. But what I told her, and I'll say it again now, it's that the first step to achieving all those things on her life list, that the loving relationship, the fulfilling career, the move to a new city, you know, the the new home, all those things are going to happen. But first... Before even working through all the limiting beliefs and, you know, that kind of inner work, the first thing she needs to do is to just feel good where she is now and to prioritize feeling good. It really does sound so simple. And as I say it, it's just, you know, it is so simple. Feel good. And I, again, I probably talk about this every single episode in some form or another, but It's so incredibly important through the law of attraction, when we're under stress and feeling pressure, which by the way, we put on ourselves, we're simply attracting more of that stress and more of that pressure into our lives. But when we just kind of let go and do the things we like to do, spend time with people we love, spend time in nature meditate, dance, sing, you know, read, uh, write, allow ourselves to just kind of be, suddenly we're feeling pretty good. 
And that, that is the energy we want to be in, that feel-good energy. Because that feel-good energy is going to make manifesting all the things you want to attract in your life, all the things on your vision board, it's going to make that that much easier, right? So choose thoughts that feel good. Do things that make you happy and prioritize this. And then celebrate yourself when you're feeling good or you're feeling better. Sometimes when I'm doing something like actually, well, anything really, and I realize that I'm feeling really great in that moment, I stop myself and I think about it. I kind of like bask in this feeling and I celebrate it. Like, yes, I'm feeling really good right now. I'm on top of the world or I'm feeling so much better than I did last night or, you know, an hour ago or this morning. And then I just kind of like ride that. And then, you know, when you are in that feeling good space, you start to think about all the things you want. And that is definitely what I do. Because this is the time when you become a magnet. And all of those things that you want just start coming to you with so much less effort. And the ideas come, the inspiration comes, the people show up, the circumstances change. And I mean, you know, saying this out loud, it, it isn't just this nice idea. This is the law of attraction. It is a universal law. Okay, sorry, I get really passionate about this. And, um, and this actually all just ties so nicely into what I talked about on the interview today. So, um, I interviewed Jamie Lerner, who I was introduced to, um, about a month ago and I was immediately thought, yes, I'd love to have this woman on the podcast. So she's the co-author of the book, The Everlast, The Everloving Essence of You, And she's also a gifted psychotherapist. And she's just passionate. She's passionate about life and everyday opportunities and those opportunities that we all have to really create our own lives and to connect with ourselves on a deep level. And when I read this in her bio, it's so aligned with my mission, which is helping men and women intentionally manifest and intentionally create lives that they love, this idea that we are the creators. So the theme of our conversation is really about everything that I was just talking about. So this idea that of doing everything you can to feel good where you are. And in Jamie's words, having no tolerance for feeling bad. Because when we do this, when we really focus on feeling good, life is so big and we see just endless opportunities and excitement everywhere. So my chat with Jamie with was actually part conversation, but there are also lessons, lots of lessons in there, lots of good nuggets to take away. And I even felt like I got a little bit of coaching out of it, which was cool. You'll see, but there is something about this woman, her, it's more than just this like soothing voice, which she definitely has and this calming energy, but you can almost feel and sense the wisdom that she holds. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. 
And if you have any thoughts or revelations or ideas or feedback or just want to share anything with me, um, please do reach out to me anytime. My Instagram handle is dreamyourlifenow. And if you think anyone would benefit from this episode or from hearing the podcast, please do share it with them or share it to your stories. It would mean so much to me. All right. Without further ado, here is Jamie. Well, hello, hello, Miss Jamie Lerner. It is so nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, okay, so I, like I just told you before we hit record, I have been watching you on videos and I've heard you on podcasts and I'm so excited for you to share your wisdom and perspective with um, the Dream Your Life listeners. But before we, we start with anything, I love to ask my guests to share three things that they're grateful for in the moment. So if you can start with that, um, introduce yourself and, and again, just three things that you are grateful for today. Okay. So um, yes, I'm Jamie Lerner, and I am um, a well-being therapist, and I am extremely appreciative for, um, first of all, all the contrast that I have experienced in my life that has brought me to this moment. Um, I'm extremely appreciative for my superpower, which is my ability to stay connected to myself no matter what. 24 seven. Mm. And I am extremely appreciative for my ability, which I think we all have the ability to trust myself, to know myself and to really hear my own voice first and foremost. Wow. I love all three of those things. And I wrote them down and I want to circle back on all of them. Cause I think there's so much, um, that we can talk about there. Jamie, I would love to start with a little bit of your story. And, um, you know, like I said, I've heard you on podcasts, but I haven't really gotten the story of who you are and how you came to be. So maybe we, you know, I know you've, you've said, and you have on your website that you are on your third life. <laughs> can we hear a little bit about your first and second lives and, <laughs> and how you got to where you are today? Yes. So um, I was born with a knowing, I think we all are. Um, and then of course the contrast of life and most of us, we move further and further away from ourselves. Um, I had a different experience where I only um, heard my own voice from a very early age. And um, I still hear only my own voice in terms of um, my ability to guide myself. Um, and that really came from my contrast of the first half of my life, which is my inability to connect with my mom. Mm -hmm. So um, it became very important for me to maintain that connection with myself, um, knowing that I really didn't have that connection with her. So as a result of all that, and really being so fascinated by interpersonal relationships in psychology. I went to college and got my master's and went on and had a psychotherapy practice. And in the meantime, I had children. And um, 
Then I gave up my practice and moved on to my second life and recreated all of that, thinking that, well, maybe there was something more than just asking people to look back, especially if we're wanting to move forward. Mm -hmm. So I traveled and studied, and now I just do something really different, which is helping people help themselves, um, know themselves and trust themselves and listen to themselves. And, um, And now I have grandchildren. I have uh, four grandchildren and um, I'm once again reinventing myself. And I think that most women, we are brilliant at reinventing ourselves and we all probably are on our ninth life Mm -hmm. um, or headed in that direction. And what a gift that is for women to be so um, creative and um, have the ability to juggle so many roles and then to finally focus and make some very um, conscious decisions for themselves of what they want next. Yeah. And, you know, this is so timely for me, actually, just yesterday, um, I have a a group of women in a course that I, that I, or a program that I run. And we were talking about, I had them do a journal prompt about um, just what do you want next? And what do you want to manifest in your life next? And um, where this led, and we had a conversation afterwards, is most of the women in the group, and actually everyone that spoke up, they all wanted to do many different things, you know, and it wasn't just a clear, I want to be this, or I just want to travel the world. It's like, I want it all. And I think for a lot of women, especially women in their, I'd say mid-30s, who have done kind of the the career thing and now are looking for that reinvention and and ready for a new phase of their life, but they feel stuck. And there's this, you know, it's the fear of the unknown and the fear of letting people down and the responsibilities. And so just on this topic, it, you know, because I agree with you, I think women are brilliant at reinventing ourselves, but we're so often scared to do that. So how, what is your take on this and how do you, with your clients, how you give them the courage to, to do it, to, to make, take the leap? Well, as brilliant as we are as women, as multitasking, we are equally as bad at self-care and yeah. caring for ourselves. And, and I think it, it starts there. It goes back to really thinking about ourselves in a way that doesn't involve other people and that is I think that that's very new for most women and I think that when we give people and women especially permission to stop using the relationships that they have with their families or their children or whoever else is in their life is an excuse to not begin to tap into self-care that is a great place to start because when we begin to care for ourselves the way that we care for others, we get excited about what is next and we are able to sidestep whatever that fear or anxiety. Yeah. And another timely thing, just you saying we get excited because I actually just posted on this, which is when we're in that energy of excitement, for what's next, even if it's not known, even if it feels far-fetched, 
that excited energy is what is attracting more of those exciting things, right? I mean, bringing this Absolutely. to the law of attraction. Yeah. Um, so, so the, I want to bring this to tie it into the other thing that you were talking about, which is the, the forging the connection with yourself. How do you see self-care being a part of this? Well, I believe that the relationship that we have with ourselves is the foundation for every other relationship that we go on to have with others. And usually women avoid that for as long as they can. And they just move ahead to these other relationships with others. And usually they're uh, in a, a caring role. So they're caring for others. However, when we don't care for ourselves first, we end up becoming resentful of the other people that we are caring for. And so, um, that, and that doesn't feel good to us and it doesn't feel good to the people on the receiving end. So yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I found is that we tend to say things to ourselves that we would never say to other people. Um, we put ourselves down, we are very hard on ourselves. And um, I, I just think that if we took a few moments and tuned into that more consciously, we could begin to laugh about it and understand how ridiculous it is. But it's important because it's running in the back. Yeah. And until we address it, at least be conscious of it, then we really can't make a decision about what else we can do with it. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is something that I talk about on the podcast all the time. And I, and I, you know, tell myself too, because for me, I still have negative self-talk, even though this is what I, I, I live and breathe this and I know how detrimental it is. And um, yet I still, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. And um, I'm overly concerned about not, you know, what people think because I don't want anyone to be upset ever. And so this can spiral into, you know, overthinking so many things for fear of, you know, offending or hurting or, you know, just upsetting in any way. Um, I do, what would be your advice to that? to the people pleasers out there who, you know, are trying to grow or trying to do things they've never done before, but are overly worried about, you know, what other people think. Um, it's completely understandable and yet it's not genuine. Mm -hmm. When we just tell people what they want to hear because we don't want to upset them, we're not being genuine with them and we're not giving people an opportunity to be genuine with us. So I really like to suggest to people that if you're asked to do something that you're not in alignment with or it doesn't resonate with you, to just simply say, let me think about that and get back to you. And then if you cannot figure out a way to feel good about whatever it is you've been asked to do, then to respond in such a way as you know, I'm sorry, I'm just, that just is not resonating with me. And then you're taking responsibility for yourself 
And that allows the person who is asking you to do something with or for you to take responsibility for how they're feeling. And that's genuine. That's, mm-hmm. That, I think, is a really nice way of communicating with another. And yeah. there shouldn't be any disappointment. You really haven't said no. And it's interesting because, um, you know, I think listening to one of um, your more recent, the podcast that you were on, um, you were talking about emotionally, emotional intelligence and how um, men are more emotionally intelligent than women. And initially I was like, what? You know, because usually you hear the opposite. Oh, women are more emotional and hence more emotionally intelligent. But the way you were explaining it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I, and I know in my own life, um, with my husband, you know, he, things are so much more black and white and he's able to make decisions so much more quickly. And he, he you know, he's not overly think, overthinking everything <laughs> that I, like, I think I do sometimes. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well and how that ties into you know, what we're talking about. So I think that when we trust ourselves and like, what does that really mean? When we trust how we're feeling about ourselves in a particular situation with another, then we aren't as quick to worry about the other person. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I think men aren't worried about the other person. They're, I don't even know if they trust themselves, but they're pretty clear. It's usually like, yes or no. Yeah. And men don't, aren't concerned about, you know, if their friends are being offended. They don't even get it if we would suggest that like we were being rude to that person. Yeah. (laughs) That just, they have no idea what we're talking about. But, you know, once again, I think that we are way too emotional for our own good. Like it doesn't serve us to be mm-hmm. so emotional and to overthink. And so when we get to that, into that headspace of overthinking something, we need to stop and ask ourselves like, in this moment, is this serving me? And that's a good question to ask yourself. You know, then you could say, no, it's not serving me, but it's a really bad habit and I'm running with it. Okay, that's a choice. But give yourself the choice. Or you could say, no, this is not serving me and laugh about it and take a deep breath, and maybe just approach it in a less emotional way, because it's not a big deal. Either you're going to go or you're not going to go. Which feels better? Yeah. Going or not going. That's it. There's nothing more than that. But do you also think, and you know, I've, I've had women on the podcast who really talk about the importance of feeling your emotions, and the whole idea that what you resist will persist. So, if you are upset or angry, just feel those emotions and let them sort of, you know, through feeling them, kind of let let them dissipate, let them go. And you're really saying use more of like a logical approach to telling yourself like what you're feeling might be silly. Well, I don't think we're ever, I don't think a feeling is silly, but I think that we use a feeling to avoid taking personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you can feel something and then you can say to yourself, you know, I'm feeling really disappointed. And then ask yourself like, 
but why am I feeling disappointed? Am I disappointed in myself? Or is it because of this other person? And I can tell you, it is never the other person. So if you're going to experience emotion, ask yourself the question, like, what's going on? And address yourself about it. Because if you're looking outside of yourself for the answer, this is going to take on a life of its own. You never take personal responsibility and you never get to the bottom of it. And you always feel like a victim. And this whole society applauds this. Yeah. But being a victim does not feel good. And nobody is a victim. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I, I wrote that down too, because it was something that you said that resonated, which is that whole, that this society really does applaud yeah. and you get attention for it and recognition yeah. for being the victim for, for not taking the personal responsibility. Um, and we're almost just playing into this story, right? That that is actually holding us back from yes. creating the life that we want. And that's the reason that it isn't working, because it's holding us back. If it was working and wasn't holding us back, I would say great. But yeah. it is. And it's not necessary. It's just yeah. not necessary. So nobody can disappoint. We can choose to be disappointed by something. But those two things are very, very different. And there's a lot of power in choosing to allow somebody to disappoint. And there is no power in believing that somebody has disappointed. Yeah. I want to talk about the whole changing your storyline and, you know, changing your life through this idea of first taking you know, 100% accountability and knowing that you are the creator of your life and that through your energy and through your thoughts and through your beliefs, you can make anything happen. How do you, so, so for the woman who feels stuck, but is ready and committed and she wants to change the, her storyline, she wants to change the direction that her life is heading. But, and going back to, you know, us as caregivers and, and the responsibility, let's say this is the woman who's in the nine to five corporate career that she doesn't like, but she's staying there because it's the steady income and maybe, maybe she's the breadwinner. How, how do you give these, how does this woman have the space both, you know, mentally and also um, at the, the time to start creating the life that she actually wants, the life that excites her? Well, I think that there needs to be a reframe because if she is the breadwinner and she knows that everybody's dependent on, upon her, I believe that she is feeling resentful. And if she is feeling resentful, nothing's going to come from it. She cannot move on. She is done. So how can you reframe your situation so that you can begin to feel good and empowered about being the breadwinner for your family? And that's where you need to start. Feeling good where you are mm-hmm. and then creating in your mind, in your body, what is next. Mm-hmm. So we have to feel good where we are first. 
We can't create anything positive from a place where we're feeling so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that is really that, I mean, that that's the foundation of the law of attraction. You, you attract your, where you, from the, from the energy of where you are. Exactly. And if what you're thinking about all the time is how stuck you are and because you're the breadwinner, then that's what you're going to attract more is that feeling of feeling negative. But if you start thinking about this as well, this has been so wonderful that I'm in this amazing position to be able to like support my family and provide, you know, whatever these things are for them and, and to really turn it around and turn it into something really beautiful from that place. Then in that good feeling place, begin to daydream about what you want next. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that person could have both. She can be the breadwinner in her nine to five while she's creating what she's wanting for herself. I believe that too. I 100% believe that too. So it's, it's reframe. It's getting to a feel good place. And when you're in that feel good place, you're attracting in the inspiration, the ideas, the strategy, the plan, all this stuff that's going to get you to the dream or at least get you to that next step. That next yes. lily pad. Yes. And it really works. It I does. It. it really, it really works. <laughs> All right. So you're, you are constantly reinventing yourself. And when you talk about having these different lives, like why is there, why do you feel like it's, are they all distinct from one another? Do you see all of the dots connecting? Do you feel like life is more of an adventure? Like, tell me a little bit about the path and, um, and the reinvention piece. I am so invested in feeling good all mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. And I have very little tolerance for not feeling good. And I know that that is a hundred percent up to me. Yeah. I am not dependent upon anything outside of myself for that to happen. Yeah. But when you feel that way, life is so big. There are so many things that you want to, um, to do and to be part of and to create. And it all feels very easy. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like an out-of-body experience because you're doing so many things without so little, with so little effort. Yeah. Life becomes very effortless and flowing and very exciting. And you live on this kind of like a high vibration. The problem is once you're there, you want everyone else to want that. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. They don't want it. They don't want it for themselves. And that's a, that's a tough one, you know, <laughs> I know. but it's okay. Then I have to allow people to just be where they are. And everyone is fine. Everyone's doing fine. It's just that there's so much more. I know. So. <laughs> I know. I, I, I think about this all the time and, I mean, I would love to hear your thoughts on it because you're right in that I I always want to shout from the rooftops like, you guys, it, it doesn't have to be depressing. Like, we don't have to be upset by all this stuff. Like, there, we can be, by being positive, positive things will come. And especially when I was at my corporate job, I felt like in so many meetings, like, you could just feel the negativity. You could feel that the 
the, the, not the boredom, but this whole languishing, this like, oh, going through life, life is just happening and I have no control. And yet I would say most of, well, I don't want to say most, but a lot of people don't want to change. Like you were just saying, is it that they don't want to change? Is it truly that they don't want to change is, or is it that they just haven't seen what's possible? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that as people get older, I think that they get worried and concerned about change. But as helping people, as we are professionals, our job is to be the living, breathing example of all that's possible. Yeah. And you hope by just being the example that you'll inspire someone along the way. On the other hand, we have to allow people to be miserable. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people are miserable and they want to. And I just tell those people, like, at least take responsibility. For it. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, you want to be miserable, but at least, like, own it. Like, say, I know I could do something different, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to stay miserable. And yeah. that is powerful. I mean, yeah. I applaud that. That's great. Yeah. But and it's also the whole commiserating thing. Like, people love to commiserate. And and um, going back to what you're saying, you know, uh, as coaches, as teachers, as therapists, it, it's, it is so important for us to live what, what we believe and live what we preach. And um, for me on social media, just for example, I, I, um, I was talking to my coach and I was saying how I, and this is going back to the whole people pleasing, but I felt like I was holding back on sharing parts of my life because I didn't want it to trigger people because I actually am madly in love with my husband. And I actually Ooh. really enjoy <laughs> I enjoy being That's with great. my being with my kids. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't play into I don't pull my hair out at the end of the night. Like I love being with them. And sometimes I feel like in order for people to to feel connected to me in some way or to want or to like me that I somehow have to say, oh yeah, being a mom is horrible or not horrible, but you know, it's so hard. And my husband and I have so many problems. And then it's like, and I know it's not just that I, that I'm, this is some worry. It's, I know from my own experience that um, those are the things that people, people do like, people like to see other people have problems, right? Yes, and I think that there are more and more people today that are looking for other examples of marriage, and I think it's it's wonderful and really inspiring to hear people talk about their husbands and their family in, in a positive way, and it's lovely. It really is. We need more. We really yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I, and I'm, I, I, I feel like it is, you know, that's, that's what I want to do now more and more. And it's the whole, um, you know, I, again, going back to worrying about not even hurting people, but just, I don't want people to feel upset ever. You know, I don't want it to trigger something inside that makes them question their marriage or where they are. And so, so uh, uh, that's ego. Yeah. 
I know. <laughs> and so who do you, not only you, but who do we or anyone think that they are, that they would have that much power over? I know, I know, yeah. But from our place of ego, when we approach anything that way, we are really stripping the power away from others by somehow suggesting that they cannot be responsible for themselves because we need to micromanage every moment Mm -hmm. of our interaction. That's very disempowering. So to look at it that way might be helpful. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is. You have is. a responsibility to not do that, but mm-hmm. to allow people to be who they are, where they are. And you just authentically, unapologetically share what's going on with you. That's real. Yeah. And then it's the law of attraction. Yeah. You know, sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so Jamie, would you say you are, um, so this, this podcast is, is obviously about manifestation and consciously manifesting a life that we love. Would you, how, how much are you besides just, you know, the feeling good and, and, um, attracting from that energy, are you doing anything to consciously manifest your desires right now? I daydream a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, I find myself like, you know, I find myself daydreaming. And that mm-hmm. is the manifestation. Yeah. Creating just, and in the daydream, I can feel it. I can see it. I can mm-hmm. hear it. Um, it's like watching a child daydream. They're mm-hmm. immersed in it. You know? mm-hmm. So I do a lot of that. But I also manage my connection with myself, which is the most important. When we maintain our connection with ourselves, when we love ourselves, we love everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're hearing a child screaming in the background. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's very real. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> okay. um, so, so Jamie, what are you daydreaming about now? Are, is, are there any, like, what is, is there going to be a, a, a fourth, fifth, sixth life reinvention? What's, what's next for you? So. I mean, I, I've been trying to relocate to California and of Ooh. course, different, you know, COVID and different things have gotten in the way. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely daydreaming about that and um, manifesting that. I packed up my house and unpacked it about 10 times in my mind. <laughs> where where are you right now? I forgot to ask um, you that. I'm in, um, right outside of Chicago. I'm actually in Barrington Hills in the country, which is nice, like 30 oh. miles from Chicago. Oh, so nice. um, yeah, so I'm hoping to recreate my life there at some point. And um, I'm I have not lost hope at all. It's an exciting thing to think about for me. Yeah. As I'm sitting here looking out the window at the snow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it's snow. Sometimes I just forget that it's because it, I forget that other places it's still very much winter and oh, it's yeah. cold and snowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so Jamie, um, how do people connect with you? How do you work with your clients? Um, I have a website www-jamie-lernier.com. And uh, everything about me and all the podcasts and this one is on the website. And um, so, yeah, uh, the other thing I have is a 
uh, and a service called the Quickie. It's a lovely oh, yeah. texting option. And um, I text with people, which I really like a lot. It's been really a great way for people to take personal responsibility and maintain personal responsibility because there's this ongoing transcript of you know what they texted me and what they texted yeah. back. And, and in the end, they go back and they look and they are able to see that they really knew a lot of the answers for themselves mm-hmm. and just used me kind of as a conduit. So I like that a lot. And um, yeah, I have a book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. It's available on Amazon. And, I love that. Well, Jamie, thank you so much. Um, I feel like I got so much out of this conversation just personally, but I know, I know listeners will as well. Um, and I just, yeah, I really appreciate, um, your time and your wisdom and I hope that we can stay connected. Thank you for inviting me. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I so appreciate you. I'm grateful for you. And I hope you're feeling good. I hope you can feel good for the rest of the day. Choose positive thoughts and start manifesting everything that you desire. I'll talk to you soon.